1: Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess.
0: Hi, guys, and uh, happy Wednesday. We are coming to you live here from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and we are going to talk about stepping up for your dog today. This is our last podcast in February, and um, next week's podcast, we're going to have our second episode on of our series, um, How to Raise a High Drive Puppy, Part 2, and we're going to welcome Noel Naska back. We're excited about that. And it's like 70 today.
1: Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Yesterday was 28, today it's <laughs> and, 70 degrees. And it's
0: supposed to be like a huge snowstorm on Friday, but we're going to take it today, we're going to love it today, and we're going to feel it today. First, we're going to do the quirky tip of the day. And? <coughs> Perfect. What Scott, is that? We, Scott hasn't even cut his cigar. We're a little behind the times today. Um, good cigar
1: smoking weather. Do you need weather. a cutter
0: from Chris here? No, I got good. everything I okay. need. Okay. So I'm the quirky tip you. of the day, oh, thank you. The quirky tip of the day is if your dog is constantly jumping on you, let's say, or maybe this happens a lot of time with doors, right? So the dog wants to go outside in the morning and you think, oh, well, he really has to go potty. But if he's constantly jumping on the doors to go out or to go in, or he's constantly jumping on you, it may be a sign of anxiety. And when we talk about controlling to, to calm and everything else, consider maybe just getting that behavior in check. So you don't have to kick your dog's butt, but if it's running to the door and scratching on the door, rather than reinforce the dog for that behavior by opening it, maybe have a cookie to prevent the behavior, maybe ask for a sit while you open the door, consider that because we have a dog in right now that has this behavior prolifically and it made me think about it.
1: Maybe try putting a leash on the dog. (laughs) Might be a good
0: idea. (laughs) The simple things in life. What the hell? And even that, that is a great way to start. Put a leash on the dog. That is a way to step up for the dog. If you address this door issue, you're stepping up for your dog.
1: And you're stepping up for yourself.
0: That's true. So this is what we're going to talk about today. Everybody's like, I don't know if it's everybody, but a lot of the influencers, a lot of people out there are like, show up, show up, show up. Okay. Yeah. We're here. We're showing up. And for your dog, if you own a dog and you don't show up, the dog's going to die, right? Like you don't feed it. You don't let it go to the bathroom. It's an abuse case. Like you need to at least show up for the dog. We're not just talking about showing up. We're talking about stepping up. And this is going to be in a variety of ways. We haven't flushed this out in typical Scott and Jess fashion, but we're going to be talking and giving you guys some suggestions of different ways that you can help yourself and help your life through helping your dog.
1: And I believe what prompted this was um, one or two of our clients we will, that will remain <laughs> nameless uh, have not been stepping up. Yeah, taking and it's care not. It's dogs, not even. It's, it's not even detriment. to call
0: people out. Part of it. What's happening right now, just to be totally frank, is I'm working my ever 11 tushy off for X, Y, Z. Right, and the dogs that we get, they become my dogs. So some of these really severe cases, like I just want to like empower their owners and empower these people that are getting their dogs back to step up also, because I'm stepping up so much for these strange dogs sometimes. And I'm like barely seeing my dogs, right? Like maybe I walk them on the street and do some power walking or like take Vital to the bench really quick. I'm stepping up so much for everybody else's dogs. So we want to help you guys know how to step up. And like Scott mentioned, if you have this door behavior or you have this dog that scratches at you either for attention or excitement or to eat or whatever else, putting a leash on your dog is stepping up. And that doesn't mean now that you put the leash on the dog and you hang the dog off of you. No, just control the dog's behavior. If the dog starts scratching at your leg, step on the leash to maybe prevent it. If the dog is on a leash and is under 30 pounds and can get to the door and scratch at the door and you can't control it, maybe it's too big of a dog for you. Maybe it's too strong. I don't know.
1: 30 pound dog. What, are they dealing with dwarfs?
0: You understand that when we're dealing with (laughs) emotions and people's emotions, you could have, you know, a freaking bodybuilder there with a 10-pound chihuahua, and he can act like literally it's, you know, the size of a forerunner pulling him around. I mean, it's it's just that it's emotional blocks more than anything.
1: I think, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong.
0: I would never correct Scott.
1: uh, The reason that you get frustrated with people is because you put your heart and soul into these dogs when they stay with us for a few weeks at a time. And we actually are able to see such a dramatic turnaround with dogs that come in so emotionally unstable. Forget about the obedience side of it. Yes, they all get better with the obedience, but they become calmer, more stable, more natural living in the world with us. and. It, t- it takes a tremendous amount of work, and um, it just, it's just heartbreaking to see the dog. More so for Jess than me, because I can just let go when that dog leaves. I'm thinking of new dogs coming in. Jess thinks he's about the dogs of drawing, that left.
0: Really, when the dog leaves, yeah, I'm not, drawing pictures, not new dogs little dogs stick figures, in. Yeah, he's crayons. Of art, if we're going to be honest, <laughs>
1: and uh, <laughs> if the people don't do their follow-up classes, if they don't maintain maybe the crate routine that we've established. The dogs backpedal, or not backpedal, but backslide very quickly. Yeah. It's like within a week, they and, can be complete messes And what again. we're
0: seeing is it's to the dog's detriment, right? Like autoimmune stuff is popping back up. Dogs may be itching more, a loose stool, runny eyes. A bunch of stuff can pop up. And I this isn't even so much about our clients, and I'm not trying to well, make... Dogs it might, is in general. It, Do I always say conflict or controversy wrong when I talk about it with us?
1: Yeah. Um, you say conflict.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I always say I'm not trying to make conflict with us or it's controversy. I don't know, whatever. But it's not that I'm trying to make an issue with Scott and I. But this is within our own house too, right? So this is not even so much about our clients. Scott's dog, Jimmy, is very reactive when I let other dogs out. Very reactive. Great dog. We love him dearly. When he had his freaking avocado pit stuck in his stomach years ago, I walked into the office and I'm like, we own 10 dogs. This one's our favorite. Save him. Like, we love Jimmy. He's awesome. But he's a lot. So when we rotate other dogs, if we just let him do whatever he wanted, which would probably be be in his crate and spin and bark, it would create chaos for him, chaos for us, chaos for everything. So Jimmy is on his bed and he has a toy in his mouth most of the time. If he drops his toy or something else and he barks, that's when I would say to Scott, hey, can you tell Jimmy to relax or can you give him the toy or something else? So it's, it's stepping up in little ways too. It's not making these big, 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 big changes. It's if you have certain door behavior for your dog and you haven't done it in a while, maybe go back and see what your baseline of that behavior is. If you step up in the smallest way, it makes you feel better. And I think, do you have anything to respond about that? I was just trying not to make this all about our clients.
1: Well, it may not make you feel better in the short term but it'll make you feel better in the long term.
0: And I don't even think that that's true because I was going to go back to how dog dog training makes you more present. No, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that's how you and I both really enjoyed dog training is that if you weren't in the moment, you definitely weren't getting the most optimal results out of the training session. And the dogs know if you're not in the moment, like you cannot be scrolling on your phone or having a serious conversation with a coworker or doing something and training a dog. It just, it's not possible.
1: Well, maybe it takes some more of a a, a layer of, or recommitting on a daily basis because I can tell you, based on my experience, because I um, tend to between the two of us not step up as often as you would step up. This isn't up, a okay? podcast
0: about Scott, but it is true. So if we're going to talk, who's the you know, stepper? I'm, a I'm the aerobics of, girl. If
1: I'm having a lot of stuff going on and um,
0: a lot you know, of, I, I'm
1: not going to. Uh, uh, enforce something my, or stay on top of my dog's behavior, as an example. Like i got so much going on, I just kind of mentally check out. He jumps on the door, for example. I don't fix it. I don't put a leash on my dog. I let him be an idiot. It's to his detriment. He's getting worse. He's getting more worked up. I'm not being responsible and being emotionally mature and saying, uh, it doesn't matter how I feel today. He's. I'm responsible for this dog. He needs to act a certain way. But, I need to just. But take in care a of certain,
0: it. in a certain vein, isn't that by you stepping up and making that choice for your dog, it does make you feel better in a sense as well?
1: Yeah, I'm talking about why I wouldn't.
0: No, I know. Okay, I'm just. But, I've but, had
1: enough with everything. But uh, I don't give exactly. A shit. The yeah. So the that's the, the state of, the of mind. I don't care. But
0: because dog training brings you back to the present and makes you be so present, now if you're going to sit there and commit and be like. Okay, when I walk Jimmy through this room, one, because there's a reactive dog on the bed, two, because Jess has her dog in the other room and a farmhounds, and three, because there's food on the counter and I don't want him to, you know take it off. If he's going to walk him through in a controlled manner, it's making Scott be more present. And when we commit to our dogs, we're committing to ourselves. So this is, this is not just about like, listen to what your trainer says and do this. This is about the smallest little nuances you can fix within your day to make things better for your dog and for your life.
1: I think barking might be a better example because a lot of times, you know, I can uh, ignore a certain level of barking. Scott can ignore
0: any level of barking, you and if like I have a zero like,
1: tolerance for barking,
0: yeah, you get yeah. friggin' nuts. <laughs> this is becoming a, dog, a marital a counseling whines, podcast more a than a, whines, you're a like stepping up podcast. Losing your mind, and that is only because I have so much, so many dogs to keep quiet, or so much energy to deal with, or something else. And it's funny because. Like, really, our situation is unique. It truly is. Like, when we were living in our dog training facility, we would have easily 30 dogs there at a time. Like, that was a common occurrence. And Scott used to love and revel in the fact that if he was doing a class for somebody else, I could walk. I'd say... 20, I'd say 40% of them easily off leash in and out, no equipment. Didn't have to be our dogs. The dogs just listened to me and clients thought that was like astounding, right? Like, oh my gosh, like how does that happen? How do the dogs listen to her? It's because of the relationship I'm establishing with these dogs, right? I'm immediately going for boundaries. I'm immediately going for no noise. I'm immediately going for everything else. But then our peace of mind, being able to live in a dog training facility with 30 dogs, Gets much easier. So to me, yes, there's a zero tolerance policy, but it's because all the stress will escalate if you don't deal with it from the very, very get-go.
1: Yeah, and I would say if you're married to a Jess, you may not have to worry about it as much, but most (laughs) of us are not.
0: And this is the difference, and this is why we want to kind of inspire you guys, is that we have... A lot of balls up in the air with animals, our lives. We have raised the, the end of S- Scott's three kids' lives. they you know, his youngest is graduating from college right now. We've had a lot to deal with. His mother, <laughs> keep it quirky, Rink. His mother, you know, was, had cancer this past decade. Like, we've had a lot of things to keep up in the air and a lot of balls to deal with. But the more we commit to our client dogs, the more we commit to our dogs, the more we see our clients committing to their dogs the more harmonious everything is. And I don't know how else to describe that besides if you step up in a small way and you see a positive change in your dog and you inadvertently see a positive change in your life or yourself, what's the frickin' argument? That would be where I come from.
1: No, it does make uh, the world seem less hopeless. I will give you <laughs> that. I will give you that.
0: Oh, <laughs> when, from you know, from it, the New England malcontent.
1: <laughs> no, but if, uh, if none of the clients were having success, if the dogs went home and they all fell apart, It would just seem like, what's the point? Why are we even doing this? Yeah. You know, and and luckily and fortunately, that is not the case. It's not the norm at all. Most of our clients are very happy, and those dogs wind up uh, going off into the sunset and they maintain a level of control and a level of harmony in the house that they find acceptable and And that that we are very happy about. And that we're proud of. And if we
0: want to see that dog back for boarding or something, you are welcome. Yeah, Yeah. that dog's a nice dog. You can come to our house anytime. All right, we're going to go to break really quick, and when we get back, we're going to talk more about stepping.
1: Does your dog lack self-control? Are you looking for some answers? Would you like your dog to be calmer? Does your dog lack confidence? Canine Mind Shift. Enroll in a free course today. Simply go to caninemindshift.com. That's caninemindshift.com.
0: Okay, so we are going to talk about some more specific examples and less about Scott and Jess's lives and how they step up and how they may not. But literally, we promise you stepping up is the way to go.
1: They're one and the same. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Examples in our lives. (laughs)
0: All right. So the, Scott just reminded me during break, this came to me because if you have a dog who is anxious in the morning, whether he needs to go out, whether he wants to eat, whether he wants to something else, you need to step up. And I'm telling you guys this in a very serious way. You need to step up by knowing, okay, that normally happens at about 7, 7.30, you set that alarm 15 minutes to 30 minutes earlier than that starts every morning. And that is how you would step up for that behavior. Because just like the dog that scratches on the door and always gets to go inside or always gets to go outside and go potty and chase after his squirrels, the dog that whines and you get up and potty him and feed him, one, your day started with stress because it started with noise. And I'm not trying to be like, woo, Jess is the bomb. Although I am a pretty great wife. Big bomb. <laughs> But literally, no matter the amount of dogs we have, I very rarely in the morning wake up to noise. Scott gets up and has coffee and he's in bed with coffee. Jimmy's normally sleeping loose with us. And normally the first thing that happens in my life, whether we're living at a facility or at home or something else, is... I just wake up or Jimmy comes and cuddles with me. It's not because I hear a dog doing something and I'm like, shit, I have to start my day. So if that's how your life is and I get it and I sympathize with you, I'm not saying like, oh, you're doing something wrong. Like be better, be like just. No, change it. That is a way to step up. So if your whining starts at 7.15, you get up at 6.45 the next day. And just like Scott said with how he doesn't want to have to necessarily deal with Jimmy's behavior when I'm rotating dogs. He's got a lot on his plate. He's done maybe four in home classes or six in home classes that day. I just did Scott's Miles. Scott drives about 3,000 miles a month now for dog training. That's a lot of freaking time on the road and a lot of classes and things that Scott's busting out. If he's too burnt to deal with his dog, I need to not be too burnt to get up early. And if I'm tired, And I haven't slept great that week. No, I don't want to wake up early for a fricking pet dog, but that's how I'm stepping up for that dog. So that is another instance. And it happens even in puppyhood too, you guys, I'm telling you. If the eight week, 10 week old puppy is crying because it has to go out. You need to start getting up earlier and get that dog on a schedule because then what starts to happen is the dog's like, hey, I need this. Okay, I'll be right there. Hey, do this. Okay, I'll be right there. And it just starts to unravel and unravel and unravel.
1: Another way to step up, which we're dealing with this also, we have an older dog that started some marking (laughs) behavior. First of all, the dog is in a crate. now. No, but I mean, he he was in a crate originally when we got him. He's a rescue and he had a pretty structured life and just starts thinking you know he's a senior he needs more But he freedom. lived
0: loose for what? Maybe 2 years?
1: Uh yes. Yeah. Uh and he had and he would have some marking behavior, some periodic peeing in the house. Rarely. And we would could attribute it to this must have been why that happened. Yeah. Well, it just got to the point where it was getting to be, you know, two peeing, three times a week.
0: He was peeing in my office yeah. almost every night. And I'm sorry, when I go in my office, I need to friggin' work. I don't want to smell dog pee.
1: So the stepping up in this case <laughs> is that he is now in a crate. And uh, the, the thing that bothers just so much is that he's very capable. He has no medical problem. He's, yeah, he's capable of being in a he's living in a 700
0: very He's in a
1: very big crate. He never pees in the crate. He's, uh, he just does what he wants to do. He's kind of spoiled.
0: He's strong. You yeah, know? he's strong. So, but a-
1: backing up, is that rather than being frustrated with it, you know, with the whole situation. Which clearly I am. <laughs> but, but we took steps just yeah. to rectify it. And the reality is that that dog has to be in a crate, even though Jess would prefer he not be in a crate. And quite frankly, I'd prefer he not be in a crate either, but not to the point where he's going to do whatever he wants. Yeah,
0: not to the point where he's marking or he's... And this particular dog is deaf. So when he comes in now now, and he's in a new setup, he doesn't hear me when I'm like, come on, let's go upstairs upstairs. I don't want with a personal dog that we own to have to leash it, to have to wash it, watch it outside, everything else. I'm sorry. I just don't want to. Like I need my dogs to have enough independence and I need to trust them enough and they sure as heck can't be the ones making an issue in the house. So yes, that is a situation in which first did I look at his water and tank? Of course. Then did I give him some turmeric forte to see maybe he has something medical going on. Let's take some inflammation down, everything else. Of course. Then I had to go away for a couple of days a few weeks ago. I gave him deer velvet. I'm like, Scott, if it's his kid. I got to save his kidneys. We did all this, but now the dog is living in a 700 rough, tough crate, which is like larger than this whole area you see in the screen and not peeing. So I would say it's probably not medical. So we are stepping up in that regard. Okay. Get a leash for him. Okay. Put him in this crate. That's how we're stepping up. And it's a real life situation and it's working. And it
1: could very well be that you have a dog at home now that has been good for a good portion of his life and now he's turned into a dick. He's just <laughs> doing, he's either barking a lot, he's jumping on doors, he might be marking in the house. <laughs> yeah. He's just being, you know, obnoxious and difficult. Start implementing some structure rather than wondering why Or just and being saying, frustrated. Or making
0: excuses for it, right? We yeah. could totally easily say, oh, he's old. He's old. He needs more. Oh, Let's put a belly band on him. He may rip a belly band off at this point, so I don't even know. But outside of that, like rather than making excuses for this, we're diagnosing what's going on and we're dealing. Another thing that happens often, right, is barking, just like constant barking out the window or certain triggers during the day or in the car. That is a huge common one. I don't know who drives with their car, their dog in their car, and the dog is barking the whole time, but I would never wanna drive with a dog again, personally. If you're having these consistent triggers, do something like some, as simple as that. Like if it's out the blind, the living room window, pull down the blinds, put another visual barrier, try something to do a visual block to see if you can minimize the noise.
1: Sure. I have people that say the dog sits on the back of the couch and just sits, looks out the window until something happens that the dog can blow up at. And I say, well, why don't you not let the dog be on the top of the couch? <laughs> Well, because he likes to look out the window. Yeah, he likes to look out the window until he's a complete asshole. Yeah. That's what happens. And
0: the problem is if one day now that window's open and there's a screen or something and he's going to go and do his, you know, hooligan behavior... He might go out the window and chase after the squirrel, or he might bite the mailman through the screen and everything else. So be conscious of these things. And it's causing stress, right? That dog's reactivity is causing stress in your life. It's causing stress in the Amazon delivery guy's life, the mailman's life, everything else. So see if there isn't a way that you can change it. And by golly, I promise you, if you do figure out a way to change it and it's successful, you're going to feel fulfilled. And proud of yourself, and it's gonna be a better setup for your dog and for your household.
1: Yeah, you're stepping up for yourself by not allowing the dog on the couch, even though you know he likes it, and it breaks your heart that he can't be on the back of the couch looking out the window all yeah. day at the beautiful sunny day. But you've also eliminated this reactivity, you've, you've knocked that way down, which makes your life calmer and makes the dog's life calmer too, you know.
0: And consider. How many behaviors that your dog has that do adversely affect your life and how maybe stepping up would help your life? And this brings me back to pottying, right? If you're continuously seeing feces or urine in your home at any point, I would assume that that isn't something that you want or you want to smell or you want to deal with. So step up for yourself. Don't live in that environment. If your dog is causing you stress through noise, step up for yourself Quell that noise. Get things quieter so it's easier to exist in your own home in a peaceful setting without constant blow-ups and constant interruptions. We have plenty going on with phones and kids and everything else. We don't need our dogs to be a trigger. And even farther, to um, expound on that a little more, what about people coming over? How often do we hear we can't have people over? Yeah, all the That's time. That's a common thing. If you cannot have people into your home, like... I'm sorry, I we have our clients into our home, friends, family like I, mean, I don't care who you are. you want to come to our house come on over we want to have Chrissy over for dinner we keep inviting Chrissy. We're all just too busy to freaking deal I with it. I should say
1: first of all, if you live in New England, it's a non-issue because nobody wants <laughs> to have anybody else God, over and, and New like, England. <laughs> yeah, you're nice, but stay in your yeah, house Chrissy's I'll stay in from my Australia,
0: house Australia so she's friendly enough that she'll <laughs> drive from another state to come and see us but literally like we're fine you people like, come to our home. We have nothing to hide. Our dogs are perfectly behaved. Give us 10 minutes of a warning and we're all set. There are so many people out there that live in homes way nicer than ours. And I'm not saying that out of jealousy. I'm just saying that factually. Like if you live in a multimillion dollar home and you can't even have freaking people over because your dog's behavior, that's upsetting. You would be stepping up for yourself if you're able to have people over, even if you put your dog in daycare once a week and had your girlfriend over for coffee, that is a way that you're stepping up for your own life. And it's so easy to say, I can't call her for coffee because the dog won't behave, or I can't go to yoga because I have this, or I can't do that because of this. It's so easy for us to make excuses in our life, right? Especially in 2022, there's excuse after excuse after excuse of why it's not going to happen, but excuses aren't helping you step up. So realize what you're saying these behavior patterns, these speech patterns. So you're always repeating that you're always telling yourselves what is the narrative and then think, how can I change it? And this isn't again, a big like life altering thing. Your dog goes to daycare once a week so you can have coffee with your girlfriend. No, you didn't pay for a boot camp, and everything wasn't like so much better exponentially in your life. However, it was one little area that you committed to and that helped.
1: Well, a lot of this stuff is just management. It's not even obedience training. but
0: it's still stepping up. Management alone is stepping up right now. Of
1: course. But, I mean, it's just a matter of you just physically changing situations in the house, not paying to have trainers there, not doing homework, not trying to create behaviors, just stopping behaviors from happening by being proactive on the front end a little bit. Yeah, and
0: that is even, like we talk about the visual blocks for um, noise, If you have a dog that is triggered by sound, maybe a truck goes by and that's a constant trigger, something else, put some noise diffusing music on, right? Like right now in my office, Pandora Bob Marley is playing on the desktop and in the kitchen, Pandora or Bob Marley Spotify is playing in the kitchen. So that's how we left the home and that's fine. We have a dog in grooming. We have a dog in the car, like whatever. That's, it doesn't matter the logistics, but we use noise diffusion, if you will, a lot. What does that do? It allows the dogs not to be hypersensitive to what they're hearing outside of our house when we're not home. And it also allows the dogs to just not be blowing up if someone happens to knock on the door or something else. It helps keep the calm because energy builds. So you don't just start from nothing, quiet, waking up in the morning to like chaos. It's a little bit of whining and then a little bit of barking and then two dogs howling and then... All of a sudden, this blow up and all of a sudden it's chaos and you have freaking 10 dogs losing it. That happens in many places. That happens in many professional dog training places. That's not how I choose to live or how I want the dogs that I own or I'm caring for to be feeling. So just think of that. A little food for thought. Management is stepping up.
1: Yeah, I got nothing to add to that. (laughs)
0: All right, let's talk about exercise real quick, and then we are going to see you guys next week. We're going to move into March. March is a big month. We got our anniversary, your birthday, so many things.
1: Got a ton of dogs to train too. And I'm looking forward to it. Really hard for Scott while he's doing his three
0: thousand miles (laughs) on the road. Okay, (laughs) bring him with me. So this is the point. Uh, Even if it's exercise, and this is not an obesity podcast, I don't care. But exercise alone is not only beneficial to you, but it's beneficial to your dog. If your dog is old and your dog is fat or your dog is not trained, these are all excuses and try to just knock those off one at a time and try to figure out what to do. Exercise for a dog who gets absolutely zero exercise right now would be putting him on a leash and bringing him to the mailbox to get your mail and coming back home. Um, Gigi, our Pomeranian, she was in congestive heart failure in October. She probably just has heart disease right now, but she needs to move enough to keep her heart pumping and going and those medicines to work. Her exercise is literally going from my office to go outside and she runs around. She lives in an extra large rough, tough kennel right now. So she runs around in an extra large kennel. That's the extent of her exercise. And I wouldn't push her more than that. I'm not saying go out and buy a treadmill, go out and do something. Just enhance your dog's exercise routine. Maybe this much. What could you do to just change things a little bit? You don't have to go for a big run, but dogs that get out and about and move their bodies, similar to people who get out and about and move their bodies, are just going to feel better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the activity helps.
0: And we're seeing it now. Like, the snow is melting. Granted, it's probably coming back on Friday. We're bringing the dogs back out to be able to play ball again because they're not going to slip and, you know, pull a ligament and everything else. And not only is the sun creating joy for us and the warm weather and everything else, but the activity in our dogs, they're like, thank you, finally. Like, we're, we're doing it again. We're not just running through snow when it's safe. So exercise is another way to step up. Yeah. Do you have any closing up. thoughts on stepping up?
1: No, I think that... Um You will feel better by just doing something and stopping the chaos in the house. Yeah. And uh, your dog will feel better for it too. The dog will feel like, oh, I guess someone is in charge. I thought I was running the show.
0: And just committing. Committing to your dog is committing to yourself. I don't know how else to say it, you know? And so often we feel like, oh, we're committing by getting him a better brand of food or enrolling him in this class or doing this activity with them or bringing him to this groomer and putting this bow in his hair. And yes, in a sense you are committing, but that's also just showing up for your dog, right? Yeah, we need thing, to step up for the dogs. Uh,
1: stepping up doesn't cost a dime. That's true. Nothing we talked about today costs yeah. money. Yeah. This is all about action. Mm-hmm. And it's much easier to throw money at problems than actually doing work. Yeah. But this is something that is doing a little bit of work. And if you don't have money, do the work. And if you do have money, sometimes you're just postponing.
0: But you still doing have to the do work. the work. Yeah. That's the, you that's still got to do the work. Like that's if a nanny walks into well, we used to have a facility, but if a nanny is there for Scott's dog training appointment and has a credit card ready to go, Scott doesn't take that dog as a client. Like there's zero chance. Like there is no way that. We're not going to be talking with the owners, meeting the owners, knowing where their headspace is, because it's a collaborative effort, folks. It's not just a give us money and we'll do the best we can. We care about these animals, and we know you guys care about these animals also. So we want the best for you and for them.
1: Uh, can I tell a quick nanny story? Very quickly. I had a guy come in. I had refused to, you know, I'd made the mistake early on in the dog training business of working with a nanny, and... um it didn't go well because the owners were never really present and um, then I had a guy come in with a couple of dogs and he was a a guy and he was a nanny and the three kids and I said, listen, I have to meet with the owners. I can't work with you because I need someone that's going to be there consistently all the time. He said, listen, I've been working for these people for like five years. This is the way it's going to be. I'm the guy. I said, all right, (laughs) all right, I'll, you know, let's get to work. Let's train some dogs and Second class in, somebody new shows up. <laughs> well, where's the guy? Oh, he quit. And now we got another lady there who had no interest. She didn't sign up to be a nanny to do dog training classes. She was there to take care of the kids, which is what a nanny should be doing. Was but this then... the
0: dog that had the cherry eye, or you don't remember? I can't remember. All right.
1: But that's but what Sometimes happens. I
0: just say no to the stories because I don't know what story it's going to be, and I don't know where it's going to go, but that is a true story. So, And that is another thing, too, is that if you let your guard down, you guys, and you decided, oh, I'm just going to let it happen just this once... That, just like with Scott, it bit him in the butt. He had this business rule. He let this one instance cross the line, and it bit him in the butt. So step up for yourself and stick to your stick to as well. Are we done?
1: Yeah, stick to is very important.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Happy uh, 70 degree day in Maine. I don't know what your weather's like, but we're loving it. And we got Noel next week. Can't wait.
1: Keep it quirky. <laughs>